Ask the GM's podcast, episode 17, Cosmic Encounter, or how to be a big space dick to your friends. This is Zach from Ask the GM's podcast. I'm a big fan of board games and RPGs. Tonight, we're going to talk about a 1977 classic. Passing it on to Pat. Hey, everybody. Pat here, out to explore the galaxy with you. And uh, Cosmic Encounter has been wild crazy you never know what you're going to get into it could be as cool as you know everybody winning a game or uh you know winning with a buddy or just screwing your your buddies over to get to the top but uh also here with us we have rc hey everybody uh and just just so all of you would know would you be mine uh this game's wild it's bizarre everybody gets a power we've we haven't played with the variant for you to but uh, I think y'all will enjoy this. I'll pass it off to Rob. Well, hi, I'm Rob and not Pat. Um, and I have played this game this week. So now's Ian. Hello, everyone. Ian Harper here. Um, I'm the world's biggest space dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold assumption. <laughs> Period. Large, of- largest, large space wang speaking. <laughs> That's me. And I want to give a shout out to Cape Fear Games. <laughs> Sorry, Ian, you, you're doing it so professional. We're like, I will grab mine now. All right, compose yourself, gentlemen. Okay, we're good to go now. Want to give a shout out to Cape Fear Games and Sideboard. And give a shout out to capitalism. Spending money there is great. <laughs> oh man, we're some idiots. <laughs> yep. Bunch of chuckleheads. I remember my first beer. <laughs> were you like four, Rob? <laughs> no, like six. Actually, I, I don't remember my first beer. That checks out. Started early. <laughs> You're not supposed to. 4 a.m. <laughs> anyway, Cosmic Encounter is a very important game in terms of how it's impacted the hobbies of board games and RPGs. It came out in 1977, so the same year A New Hope came out, so it's literally as old as Star Wars. And it is the game that introduced everyone having a custom power. It's where asymmetric powers come from in games. It didn't exist before. Uh since it's been from 77, it's been through a lot of editions. FFG, it's Fantasy Flight Games, makes the current edition. It's very popular. It, it's influenced a lot of games. The Dune board game is based off it. Magic the Gathering has a small basis on it, to the point where Richard Garfield played it so much, he had to hand wash his cards because they got so dirty. So what does everyone think about the game in general and, and history and impact? That story about Richard Garfield washing his cards, to me, is clutch. That's just great. I'm wondering how you even go about that, like, without... carefully Don a rag and you're, like, blotting them. I I was thinking, like, alcohol swabs. That's what I was thinking. Because, like, it wouldn't mess the paper up. Right? I wonder if if that whole arc of stuff came about uh, making card sleeves after the fact. (laughs) I mean, that's that checks out. I mean, why not? I mean, it's literally why I sleeve my copy because the, the, the edges were getting just like 
like that tan, like dirty color from being like touched by too many hands. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you guys know, uh, Zach, a couple of you know, I, I just got finished buying like 500 and some card sleeves to sleeve a touch of evil because most of that's out of print. So like, yeah, you, you got to take care of that stuff. But as for Cosmic Encounters, I'll throw one out there. I've only played it a handful of times. I don't own a copy, but i uh, played with Zach several times. Um, and I actually, until you introduced this podcast, Zach, I didn't realize that it was like what introduced the uh, asymmetric powers thing. Most of the games that I, I like tend to have that aspect where, um, you know, either asymmetric powers or you kind of randomly draw uh, your power for the game. That's kind of my favorite aspect of it. Um, cause no two playthroughs are the same. I try not to use the same, um, you know, alien race every time. Cause there's just so many of them. So it's just, it really shakes it up, makes it different every time. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. It's a big deal. Like this and like the creation of D and D like in the seventies were the big two pushes. Like, no, you could play something very different and you're going to feel different. Whether that be a race, a power or a class. Yep. I would say my biggest takeaway from cosmic encounter is you know we talked about the variation but um it's usually pretty quick and it's uh, definitely a very social game in the sense that you know like you can see what friends to trust or who will backstab you and uh, all the funny interactions with it and uh, another thing i truly like about cosmic encounters is um it, it's just so damn geared towards fun there's powers we're going to talk about later uh, where the you're the bride and Zach's pretending like, hey, honey, blah blah blah, the whole time, and it is just makes it a, a a laugh or another power where you're the butler and like, yes, sir, and you do all the things for them that they should be doing for themselves, and then they pay you for doing it because you're the butler. So it's just fun forward and uh, just just a gag. Yeah, it does really lend itself well to role play, doesn't it? It's pretty fun. Oh, and I like how you bring up how quick it is, because that, that's another thing I like about it. Is you know, if you want to spend several hours playing it, you can. You just play multiple rounds, but it's also one that like you could knock out a game in like fifteen or twenty minutes if you're fast enough. Yep, and as uh, Pat mentioned, like the powers are wildly crazy, and the game is okay with it. The game functions fine because the game is aware of the concept of player balancing. Like, I might have a crazy power, but all the other players at the table just might not help, might not team up or just team up against me. Yeah, that and the, the balance part, Zach. And then uh, it's, it's really clear to me that um, Richard Garfield d- definitely got some inspiration for the early, the, the early magic cards that, that, he, that he developed. There's a lot of inspiration he got from this game. You can, you can tell. Oh, and I wanted to talk about one other big aspect that was very, it just drew me into this game, is the artwork on all of these. They are just so lighthearted and funny and goofy in their little descriptions on the bottom. Uh, And, you know, you just find yourself, like, just shuffling through the powers, like, oh, that looks funny. And there's a lot of sci-fi, pop culture-related stuff within these, too, so there's those gems as well. Yeah, Pat, I agree with the the like the little flavor text they put there uh, with each with each uh, alien race. Is, it, it's a uh, it's very amusing and entertaining. It's okay, Ian. You're mostly harmless. Just mostly. So, getting on to just a couple descri- how to describe the game. 
So one of the big aspects is the cards you have in your hand. We're going to go through how a round works shortly, but in your card, you're going to have a, in your sight, in your card, in your hand, you're going to have a variety of cards. Uh, three of them are encounter cards in terms of types. If it's an attack card, it'll be nice and red, and it ranges a number from zero to 40. With the zero and 40 being super rare, most of your cards are like an eight or a 12. It, this is your attack power. It's just straight math. You have little spaceships you can add to your encounter, and then you play your encounter card. So if you have four ships and a 20, you have 24, and you want to beat your opponent's number. The other portion is you can also negotiate. They're nice little green negotiate cards. And if both sides happen to negotiate, they can make a deal. If one side negotiates and one side doesn't, a lot of violence will happen. The last type of really main encounter cards is the morph. It just copies what your opponent plays, but they're very rare. After that, it's some standard card game cards, you know, Stop a power, draw a card, stop this, move that. Standard cards you've seen in pretty much every board game. How does everyone kind of feel about the basic cards? Yeah, well, that pretty much... Uh, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Pat. You're good. Oh, I was just going to say uh, a lot of the um, the blue cards are kind of those gotcha cards of, you know, counter whatever it is you're doing. Um, but what about flares? I think they deserve their own... Um, uh, explanation there, Zach. Okay, so yeah, uh, a special type of card is a flare card. These are how the powers are randomly determined. Everyone gets two flares at the start of the game, and you're going to read the very top, and it's going to describe which power you're going to get, so you have two of those. And then the card themselves is divided in half. It will have a wild side and a super side. If later in the game you randomly get these cards as they're dealt into the deck, the wild is for any power that isn't listed. So if I have, say, the zombie flare and I'm not the zombie, I can use the wild. And it gives you some cool bonus effect and it goes right back to your hand after you play it for the turn. Or if you are the power, you basically a super version of your normal power. And they liven up the game. Does that cover it for you, Pat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just curious as to what Ian was about to get into. Oh, no, just uh, I love how normally uh, I'm the kind of gamer that likes really rules heavy games uh, like, you know, your squad leaders, your Arkham horrors, things like that. Um, but I, I love how just beautifully simplistic the 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 number system and the card system is. Um, and Zach, am I right? Or isn't there only 140 in the deck and there's like one zero, right? There's 140 and one zero. There's also 130. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I, I, they they seem to balance that out really well, and while you're playing, it just it just plays out beautifully, and it's and it's so simple and easy to learn, and but hard to master. It's it's really enjoyable. Okay, and then in terms of how a round works, uh, it just the like current player rotates around the board, and then it's a start of turn phase. So if your power goes off, or you have a card that says start of turn, you can play it then. Then we move into the regroup phrase. If you have a dead ship, you can get one total ship back. There's a destiny deck. In this game, you don't choose who you attack. This little deck chooses. That's why it's called Destiny Fate. So you could, the deck chooses who you encounter, so you can't gang up on the same person actively. Then there's the launch phase, where you send up to four of your ships to encounter that person. That's why the game's called Cosmic Encounter, because you encounter them. Alliances are asked for. The main player who is designated as the attacker, even though they don't always have to attack, 
can ask for any number of allies. They can be hyper-specific or not. They can say just Ian. They can say everyone. They can say everyone but Ian. The defender can do the same. We move into the planning phase where basically both sides look at their hand of cards and they have to pick an encounter card. So if you're about to get attacked and you only have negotiates, guess what? You're not going to have a fun time, but that's part of the random nature of part of the game. Then there's a reveal step where you reveal your cards in your hand. If it's an attack card versus attack card, we just add ships and cards and see how that resolves. And then there's a resolution and see who wins. Your goal is to normally get five of your ships on five different players' planets. Then you win the game. It's basically first to five victory points. An important thing about everything I just covered is, guess what? There's over 200 powers. So there's a power that breaks every rule I just said. So I can't speak in everything as absolutes. Another thing about the game that I love is the the, the rule-breaking powers. Everything's a 50-50 shot, heads or tails. That's a power, yep. Yeah, and a lot of it is uh, a sense of gambling, because whenever you go to, you know, attack somebody, you're throwing your cards face down, and you're hoping they don't have a 40 under there, unless also you're a crazy alien that inverts the numbers, and your 40 turns into a 4. So... <laughs> Or you rock, the, you rock the 40 and you're facing antimatter and antimatter wants the lower number. Or the other person's a sorcerer and flops your 40 and gives you a zero. <laughs> Have a nice day. So mainly for the rest of the episode, we're just going to talk about kooky and crazy powers that we love. Uh, there's a whole bunch we have in the chat. I'm sure we can also remember some. I'm going to start with my personal favorite one. The claw. So during game setup, you have to reveal this power. You're dealt one additional card. You have to put an attack card face down on the sheet of your claw power. And then when any other player reveals that same card, you just reach your grubby little hand over, grab one of their little planet discs, which is just a circle, dump all the ships off, kill them all, and just drag it into your system, and and you get a point. That's the whole power. Pretty fun, and uh, Zach especially likes it by just grabbing from somebody's play area and eating their planet, which is good. Yeah, it's got to be great. And then my mind always goes to uh, a Toy Story reference. The claw, it decides who will stay and who will go. It chooses who will stay and who will go. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with a really simple one of mine, and I, I it might be... Uh, the artwork that draws me more than anything it's called the horde and basically the power each time you draw a card or retrieve a ship from the warp you use this power and you add a horde token to one of the colonies you control so and what these what the horde looks like is these you know angry little squids but they have rubber duckies on the top of their body or something that looks like a rubber ducky. So then you're sitting there. Rubber duckies or peeps. I call them rubber duckies. Or peeps, yeah, yeah. But you're just sitting there amassing all your rubber duckies. And essentially the power is you have just the weight of numbers because here comes you rolling in with all your rubber duckies, either protecting your planet or attacking a world. And, you know, in a game of where I have the bigger number matters, you know, it matters. It's simple, but it's nice. And I just love seeing little rubber duckies all over the place. I guess I'll go next, because I, I honestly haven't got to see the Horde yet. That also leads to the the whole add-on to this game being there's so many different combinations of powers, but I've gotten this one at least twice, 
and it's the bride. I love the bride. As the bride, you can force people to marry you. Will you be bod? And then you take one of their ships and put it onto your board because you're going to need that later. It's like the wedding ring you got from that person. Yeah, you, sh- you show that you're married. Um, and once you're married to another player, you can look at all the cards in their hand. You can be like, hey, can we look at each other's hands here? Or you can be like, hey, let me look at your hand and you don't have to show them anything. You can actively trade cards with that player. Um, and then if you decide that... It's not working out for you anymore. You can get a divorce. So you flip over the ship that you have to show that you've gotten divorced from that player and you can't marry them again. And you take half of their hand. Yep. Half their yep. hand. And then you continue as normal. You can eventually be married to every player on the board. <laughs> and an important thing about taking half their hand, this is a this is a game with no maximum hand size. So if they have a really huge hand and they've just been getting out of control, you could be like, ah, I'm going to turn that down. Yeah, I imagine, or I, I was there with, I think you, you or Zach had married the entire rest of the board. And I was like the last one to be married or something. It, it's definitely happened. I, I think, I think you were there for that game. Wasn't the cult also in that one as well? Cult marriage. Somebody made the cult, and I don't. How does that interact? Marriage cult, marriage cult. So to cover the cult quickly, because Pat brought them up, the cult can allow other players to join the cult, and if one member of the cult wins, they all win. And if all players are members of the cult, then the cult wins. Yep. And then everybody wins. <laughs> that happened before too. <laughs> How about you, Ian? You got a power to call out? Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I am a fan of the angler. Um, the angler, uh, again, like kind of to Pat's point, I really like the artwork. Um, well, it's, it's, an like ang- this, it's an angler fish. Yeah, it's, just, it's an angler fish looking kind of scary at you. Um, essentially, I'm just going to go ahead and just say the angler's power is you play go fish. Um, so before combat starts, you like you can ask... Uh, the opponent if they have a card like a specific number uh if they have it they have to give it to you um if they don't have it you have to draw from the top of the deck and if you drew the one for if you drew what you asked for from the top of the deck you can use the power again so i just like the fact that you're just playing go fish i, I love that and by <laughs> the way great. by the way ian it's any player on the opposing side so you can also get their their allies too. oh it's not just the opponent okay gotcha i thought it was the opponent I'm looking at the card now, and yeah, it's any player. Yeah, I was uh, thinking it. Yeah, so that that's that's the one I like the best is Angler. That's the one I had the most fun with. I just love on his artwork how where his little Angler light bulbs. They're like three different kinds of spaceships, I guess, to draw yeah. other space, spaceships in from space. Yeah, so I, I, it's so clever. I love it. How about you, Rob? So for the first one that I want to talk about, I know a lot of people have brought up the uh, the artwork, and I, I'm you know Zach will tell you I'm a sucker for a game with good artwork, and the different alien races do have great little illustrations on their card, uh, but there's one card that's kind of weird because instead of an illustration, um, at some point they just snuck into my house and took a photograph of me, uh, and it's called the animal, <laughs> and you'll look at that card, and it's it's just a photo of me, a, a big old hairy thing with a drink. Um, and well, it's that powered, is Rob. Yep, that's Rob. Yeah. So 
Flattering, but also kind of weird. Um, so, Zach, you might have to remind me how the, the power to party actually works, isn't it? If uh, if there is a, an encounter that I'm not a main character of and anybody fails to invite me to... Uh, um, to join the party, to they, lose the party a, they, they lose suffer. a ship to the warp. That's right. And then, you and if, the then if you are that. the main player, you cause a party, and if your side wins, you everyone draws a card. Nice. So yeah, having a good time. Do, do y'all reckon that's a keg in his hand where he's it got is, like it's, it's definitely a keg with with three straws sticking in his mouth? Yeah, and double fisting. I love yeah. it. Uh, triple, fisting. triple fisting. <laughs> Rob, with that intro, I'm glad you didn't go with the filth because I was like, "Damn, Rob, that's fucked up." Yeah, I'm the filth. What are you? I'm just a big sack of shit. It's like, okay, thanks, oh, Rob. Like, thanks for sharing. The, uh, the filth was another one on my list. You get to play as a, a massive, what, planet-sized piece of shit. And yeah, I feel right. pretty much. <laughs> the power with that one's great. I forget what the power is called, but it, it's like you stink other people off of the planet. So yeah, you, you, get, you literally have the power of, like, stink. Yeah. 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 And you land your ships. Nobody else can land on that planet because you stink so bad. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I think we we uh you had that. Did did you or which one of us had that? We had that one when we played at work the last time, didn't we? That was that was me. I, I played as the yeah, yeah. yeah it was a nightmare in a three player game. It was like we can't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. That, that was, was the best part. Every time I'd win an uh, an encounter, I would just pick a planet that had a bunch of people on it, land on it, and then everybody had to leave. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it was like Zach said, it was impossible. <laughs> I remember seeing the filth once and I was like inviting a bunch of people. It's probably an early launch and it's like, oh hey everybody, let's go. And we all pile on this one guy's planet and I'm like, flip the card. Oh yeah, I'm a big piece of shit. Everybody can go home. <laughs> Another one of my favorite ones is the squee. You're too cute to be attacked. Don't attack me. And you're supposed to, when you're attacked, bat your eyes at your opponent. And if they st- and if they still attack you, they still have, they have to lose three ships to the warp because you're too cute. There and, you are, like, and, and you're specifically supposed to bat your eyes at them. And you, Pat. Um, well, the next one I want to talk about, I haven't played him yet um, because, as we mentioned before, there is a shit ton of aliens. Zach, do you even know the number that you could potentially get? It's over, it's over 200 with the new expansion. Yeah. So, needless to say, there's a lot we haven't even seen. and uh, But this one's called The Sheriff. And once during each player's turn, you can issue these tickets out to people. And, you know, so I, I'll give you some, some ticket examples. And they're so on the freaking nose. So this one's an excessive force ticket. So the infraction is if they win an encounter by more than 10 or they reveal an attack card of 20 or higher as the main player. So then you find them and they have to discard three cards. So it's like, oh, you're getting too violent. You got to calm down over there. Here's your ticket. Dude, I love that. Holy crap. Oh, my God. And Ian, <laughs> these ones are super on point. Dude, I got, um, what, what are the other ones, man? Come on. Okay. Let's see. This one's... This one's yeah. What? Okay. So, yeah, the loitering ticket. So the infraction is, if you if you do not accept an alliance invitation, you're you get a loitering ticket. 
and you're fine as you discard a card. Oh, because you're just um, standing there? It's because you're just yeah, standing there? Anymore. Just being a dick. <laughs> just standing there. Here's the ticket. Uh, illegal parking ticket. Having more than one... Uh, having more than four of your ships on a planet. So oh, uh, I you, love that. Capacity. The fines one card. Let's see. Um, here's a littering ticket. If you discard more than three cards at one time, fine. Lose two ships to the warp. So wow. Yeah, these tickets are so on point, and they're pretty common things that people will do. But the oh, other absolutely part of- all that stuff, all that stuff I've done before. Yeah, yeah, everybody's going to do. So you're just going to be the sheriff. And the picture is like, I guess, a four-eyed walrus uh, in a cop outfit. Kind of but, and he's got like a little, he's got like a little, it looks like a PDA, like like iPad looking thing that he's writing oh, yeah. tickets on. Oh, yeah. And he's he's just throwing these out. So you get to be um, the, the space dick uh, sheriff. <laughs> but I the other that. thing about it is, Ian, he's a dirty cop. So instead of for the fine part, they'll, you know, discard three cards, but you can make them flip their ticket over. And instead of discarding three cards to like the trash, they'll pay them to you because you're a dirty cop. Oh, so you can like take bribes. (laughs) Yes, you take bribes as I love it. Um, And then once everybody has gotten a ticket issued to them. Oh, once you take the bribe, though, you cannot be ticketed anymore. So there's that gotcha. caveat. That makes but, sense, uh, though. That, that checks once, out. Yeah, once all your tickets have been issued out, they come back to you, and then you can start the process all over again. Amazing. Okay, yeah. so side note, the next time we play this, remind me to play the sheriff, because that's the one I want to be. Yeah. And, and RC, RC, you know what I'll do? I'll be Chamberlain for you at the same time. I'll be cha- <laughs> Sheriff Chamberlain. Sheriff Chamberlain. <laughs> the panhandling ticket being uh your infraction is if you're able to send multiple ships as an ally but you only send one as an ally you're panhandling (laughs) that is so great out begging for a for a calling get out of here oh boy so that was that was one I definitely wanted to cover. Uh, RC or Zach, y'all got another one? I got a simpler one. Um, I've got the Dervish. So the one time I played the Dervish, it blew up in my face so hard. But we are only playing with three people, and I'm waiting for a group of, for a table when it's six, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, so the Dervish's power is pretty simple. So during the ally phase, you can be like clockwise or counterclockwise and everybody at the table has to swap hands to counterclockwise or clockwise and so if somebody has like say the advance cards because they've they've been helping other people out well a lot of those advance cards have this little thing on them that says rift and you lose that many ships to the warp so if you're the dervish and you see hmm it's really opportune for me to be on this person's side make them swap hands with the person to their right and lose a bunch of ships. I'm for that. <laughs> so, RC, I want to hear how it blew up in your face, though. Uh, I clockwise in a three-person game where Brian had a bunch of reward cards. There you I go. Okay. 14 ships to the world. 
Yeah, because the, the, the riffs blow up if someone takes them out of your hand for any reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> then afterwards, I'm sure RC's like, does anyone have Mobius tubes? Does anyone want to play Mobius tubes? <laughs> well, I lost my power, and it, 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 I'm rightly so, because I've been a dick that whole game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember being uh, dervished before. But I, I think I had those rift cards in hand, and it like blew up my neighbor or something. It was, it was bad. Uh, well, how about you, Ian? Another power? Oh yeah, for sure. I don't remember if I've played this one or not, but I wanted to. And um, Zach, you've kind of like low key uh, mentioned it a couple times. The human, uh, you're mostly ha- you're mostly harmless. They are mostly harmless. They are mostly harmless. Uh, basically, if I remember this one right, Zach, y- you just add four to the total, right? That's all they do. Just add four to it. That is half of what they do. Let's see. I'm pulling the uh, picture up here. As the main player or ally, after encounter cards are revealed, use this power to add four to the side's total. Uh, if the power is zapped, however, your side automatically wins the encounter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that second part's the important part. That that's huge. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that's the like so that's the most important part. Because <laughs> the problem with humans is like that plus four is a big deal. So if the humans are ally and they send you one ship, they added plus five to your total. It's actually five. Yeah, one becomes five. Yeah. So I, I think I wanted to play this one, or maybe I did. I can't remember. Zach. I think I played this one when we played. Like I said that last time we played at work. I think. Well, I played with RC in a three-player game when he just destroyed us with the human because it's, it's such a high number to beat. Oh, I played a 12. I played a 12 with four ships. Okay, well, it's 12 plus four is 16. Oh, but the human, plus 20, got it. Yeah, it, it's in a three-player game, That's yeah, that would be deadly. Uh, what about you, Zach? What's another one you like? I, we know you like the bride, but uh, well, what was got, another one you... We got, we got Rob. Oh, yeah, Rob, what's up, dude? What you got? So I kind of, because the filth got brought up, I kind of burned two of mine at once. But um, the the third and final one that I had written out, I've only played this a handful of times, so I only remember so many of them. Um, this one, the other ones I like because they're funny, and you know, the, it was just it was fun. This one had a really interesting mechanic that it took me a long time to get used to, but it was it was really fun, and it, it kind of threw off everybody's game in the round that we played it. Um, and it's the bandit. So the bandit. Um, has the power to to like take a spin or spin the wheel or something like that. I forget. Benvenido, spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. So um, at, at the beginning of everyone's turn, not just your turn, but every single turn, you draw three cards from the deck, and uh, depending on what those cards are, like whether they're all three the same, all three different, or two of them are the same, um, different effects happen. So like it could be anything from I have to discard a card to I get to keep a card from the ones that were revealed to I get to keep all of them and everyone has to discard a card. So it could, it's just wild. Every single turn, um, the cards are shuffling and changing and things like that. The old yeah. one arm bandit. Yep. It can fill up your hand real fast. Yeah. That's uh that's really cool. Okay. I, got, I have one coming up. Uh, it's definitely, it has the wrong name. The, the name is the Industrialist, but the power is USA. USA. Definitely World War II USA. After an encounter card, sorry, after you have an encounter where you reveal an encounter card resolves, you can, and you lose, you can ask your opponent to let you win. If they don't, you keep your encounter card on your sheet, and for the rest of the game, you have that plus anything you play. 
Oh. So, so it adds cumulative? Yes. And it can, it, like, the cards can stack up too. Oh my god. So, if if you play morphs, then, you know, they... Well, well, morphs not a number. Oh, okay, 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 thank god. So, like, <laughs> but if you play, like, a 12, yeah, no, I, it's, a, it's, no, you could just lose, okay, I have plus 12 the rest of the game. Ooh. They can lose with a 40, I believe I watched it happen. It was bad. It has happened, but, like, the follow-up to that is, like, you want them to have plus 40 the rest of the game? Like, ah. That's plus 40 on top of any ship and any card they play. So, it's very powerful. Go, Pat, with one of yours. Yeah, uh, so another one that I played, I think my most recent time I played, it's called The Joker. The fun-loving Jokers enjoy humiliating the conceited, mocking the powers that be, and causing general chaos. They seek not to rule, but to satirize the universe. So, I love causing chaos with the joker um and i missed part of the power but uh at the game setup you take your nine little joker tokens you put them on top of the sheet and um at the start of your turn you declare like what your wild card is so say it's an eight or something uh, anytime you play an eight or somebody else plays an eight you can flip one of your joker tokens and it become what that token is instead so you got wild cards, so that's fun, but you can also screw up other people's plans. Or, so, you know, anytime you can anyone time plays an eight, they gotta get replaced with the token. Yep. Or say at the start of turn you choose a twelve or something like that. But it's just general chaos and uh your opponents don't know what's gonna come up and uh you know so also was, you could maybe help somebody too. I was telling RC this earlier, so I'll tell the story again. The Joker power is the one power I've seen make a one-round game of Cosmic. Someone went to five colonies because of it. What? Yeah, explained. How, how did that happen? So one of the abilities of the Joker is a 42. Makes an A to 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave was going first. Dave had not revealed his power. Dave happened to play an 8 and added... So he had plus 42... And we had a whole bunch of ships with him. And he won, obviously. He had a massive number. Uh, he was the winner. And normally when you win an encounter, you get an additional colony. He also had his flair, which allows him to instead get an additional colony, but for every tens he wins by. And he oh. <laughs> oh, God. There, he, there it is. Got him. So th- the advantage is like, okay, that's real easy. Let's just all pick new powers. The game's over. <laughs> Dave won. But is that not the joy of Cosmic? It can come out of the left field and you not even see it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, RC? This this might be my last one, and it, it's from one of the Nero expansions. Um, and I, I just love it because it it's a it's well it's the throwback. Um, it pulls from the old rule of the game, so uh, the the starting hand was different. The names for some of the different phases of the game are different and the different pieces are different. Um, and if you catch somebody using either car... The, I, I think the, the new terms, you have to correct them. The new terms, you have to correct them and you get a card for it. You draw a card for it for each one, each time that you correct them for it. Um, 
and I, aren't you aren't you're not allowed to use certain cards? No, if you ever draw certain cards, you're allowed to say, "Hey, I don't know what these are." Discard them and draw cards to replace them. You can also play flares in weird ways because you play with the old rules. Yep, you can play flares at any time. I think is what the the yeah. differentiation was. So you you literally play like the 1977 rules. Yep. But I, I've had good fun with the throwback. I love forcing everybody to call uh, the the tube. The, the cone. cone. <laughs> it's not the cone. It is the tube. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How about you, Ian? Let's see. I was trying to think of the. Uh, I think the other ones that I played with. I don't think they're on the. Um, the images that I see here, but I'm digging the gambler, Rob. I'm really digging the gambler. Oh, is uh, he's a gambler? You say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one here called the gambler. Does uh, does he know when to hold him? Yeah, evidently, because you have the power to bluff. So you'd say that he knows when to fold him. Yeah, because when you play your card, you keep it face down, and like oh, yeah. it sounds like you, the person can challenge you. How's but, this one work? Can you uh, walk Zach? away? <laughs> you can walk away. So you literally play your card. You play your card face down, and you just claim what it is. Oh, so you can just come up with whatever. It's a forty. Yeah. And if they don't call you, it's whatever you claim to be. And if you win that encounter, your card goes on the bottom of the deck, so they can't even call you out. And and that's when you run, right? Yes. Yeah, so there it is, Rob. That you, you you evidently can know when to walk away and know when to run. And it even says on the power, like, don't play with the sorcerer, because the sorcerer's power is like, after cards are selected, they can swap them. So as a gambler, you can claim a 40 and then swap it, and then it's still a 40, but it's not a 40 for you. Oh. Oh, so it's basically telling you the sorcerer is the one that's going to beat you. Beat the pants off you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't rem- and I can't remember any of the other ones that I used or I just I just remember loving the angler and uh that was the big one for me. How about you, Rob? You got any more? I actually do not. I uh I haven't had a, a chance to play all that many times. I can't really recall any others. Okay. I'll go with we can still do a couple other ones we got the images for. Uh one real easy one is antimatter. The lower number wins, and your ships subtract. I have a forty. That's nice. I have a negative five. Yeah, it definitely tilts a lot of powers. Like I'm the human plus four. Doesn't matter. Oh wait, Zach, you you might have to help me with this, but I actually uh, I can think of one that I that I liked. Um, I want to say it was called like the Rift or something like that, where you could attack with your planet. Oh no! It's the warship. You can you can shoot your planet out for plus twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what race that was, but that was fun. It's like a big you space like send whale. Send an entire planet on the attack. That's that's dope. I want to see a game where um the that and the claw are in the same game, so planets are just being flung all over the place. I I've feel like a, we did I've one. Had, I think there was one where Zach was the claw. An important part of that conversation, Pat, is the the whale in question is being grabbed by the claw and the claw art. <gasps> Ooh, some extra fluff in there for Whoa, us. Whoa, I just noticed that. Whoa, yeah. that's the power Rob is talking about. Is the one that shoots planets. The claw is grabbing it. So the claw is bigger than him, which is also terrifying if you think about it that way. 
Yeah. It would be a fun game with both of them. Um, You have another one? Yeah, I I guess this would be my last one because I would like to play more. And there's there's definitely powers I've played in here that uh, have left my mind. I know the Cyborg was one I really remember and enjoy. Uh, But this one's a relatively easy one as far as what it does, but not necessarily easy as far as, like, getting the win with it. It's the Masochist. So the Masochist, the whole deal is you want to lose all your ships to the war. Um, And then, you know, hey, I'm the Masochist. I won, you know. (laughs) Um, And I've seen it it in several games, and Zach was usually kind of able to pick up on it. And I guess maybe the nuance to it would be, like, make it look like you're trying to win, but in actuality, just be a masochist. And Mobius Tubes will probably be your worst enemy as the masochist. They actually updated the power in the newest expansion, Pat. There's a replacement masochist where they stopped that from happening. Your ships just get removed from the game. Oh, cool. They're like, hey, hey, this power is super hard to win with, so we're going to fix it. Yeah. Because I want to say maybe it's Flare kind of protected it from it, but, you know, how often are you guaranteed your Flare? Pretty rare. How about you, RC? You got a follow-up? Uh, let me pop back in here. I haven't played the Amoeba, but I've definitely played against the Amoeba. Oh, the Warhawk. <laughs> that one's dirty. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at that. I was looking at that one. What's What's the deal with that one? Excuse me, uh, the Warhawk. You have the power to attack. As the main player, when an, a, when an opponent reveals a negotiate card, it becomes an attack zero zero. When you reveal an attack card, a negotiate card, it becomes a morph. So he can never negotiate. Yep. He can only attack. There will be no wheeling and dealing this time. So they uh, they are not willing to willing to make a deal. No, they cannot. Well, he can't shake hands either. He has calls for hands. Okay, Ian, you want to cover the next one? The virus. Oh, let's see. I, I was actually looking at this one earlier. This is the one that, like, multiplies, right? Let's yep. see. Let me get to it. It's got some funky... I, I'm going to go with Lich, but even that's kind of... like. Lich yeah, I was Scorpion. thinking... Yeah, I was thinking, like, alien Lich type of deal. Like a... Yeah. Like an alien from X-Files, but, like, you became a Lich. Yeah. Um... Let's see. You have the power to multiply. I, oh, you know what? I've actually played against this one. I think somebody was... Maybe we we were playing with Tim. I feel like Tim was this guy once. Um, as a main player, after you reveal an attack card in, a, in an encounter, use this power to multiply the number of ships you have in the encounter times the value of your card instead of adding. So you multiply instead of add. Okay, uh, your allies' ships are still added to your total as usual. That's pretty nasty. It is very much like a virus. Yeah, no, it's real nasty. I played eighteen. Okay, well, eighteen times four. Ouch! So you won. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I feel like this was. I definitely played against this one in one of the games that we that we all played. Okay, and then I have a couple more, and we can close out the episode. Uh, one I have is Poison. It's another one of those powers where it's secretly two powers. 
Anytime attack cards are revealed and they're within two, so if Ian reveals a zero and I reveal a zero two, guess what? I automatically win. It doesn't matter what ships are in the encounter. I basically just poison you to death. The other half is as you pull cards from the Destiny deck, if, if a hazard comes up, which is one of the symbols on the Destiny cards, uh, anyone in my system slowly dies and you lose a ship. Oh, Zach, one thing I want to say as I'm, as I'm looking at these cards, and uh, I appreciate, like, as uh, from a play perspective, at the top of these cards, there's an upside-down short synopsis of what yes. the creature it's, does. It's for your opponent. For your opponents. Yeah, I love and that. Why have I not noticed this till just now? I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you knew that. No, I was just I'm like in my head I'm like, oh that's upside down, I don't give a shit. And then keep reading about the card. Uh no, in in fact, dude, uh Pat, I think the very first time Zach showed me this game when he taught me how to play it, I think he I, I rem- specifically remember him pointing that out and I thought that is just such a cool touch i mean that is just an amazing like you said pat it's like a great uh you know for from a from a a play mechanic standpoint. the the other thing is like you have to some of these powers are easy but like the to summarize some powers so succinctly in like two lines yeah like the cause steals planets yeah that's exactly what it does bride marries players like oh okay (laughs) i i do like uh the humans one it says mostly harmless that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> and then the last power we're going to talk about tonight is the mirror. Before encounters are revealed, you can state that you want to polarize the cards. So the cards have already been played. They're just not revealed. And when you flip them, you invert the numbers. So an 8 becomes an 80. A 19 becomes a 91. A 40 becomes a 4. And it's both oh. sides, by the way. It's both sides. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. So yeah, if you have like a lot of like if you have a whole bunch of nineteens, you're like sold. And then I just remembered it, so I'm gonna mention there's the crystal. So if you reveal a card, so say I reveal an eight and you have an ally, they can also play an eight and they exponent. So you just played a sixty-four. But as we discussed earlier, just because you have high numbers doesn't mean you're gonna win. There's antimatter, there's antimatter. I feel like you rarely, I feel like that rarely happens. <laughs> yeah, there's antimatter that wins with the lowest. Uh, there's the pacifist where they have a negotiate. They beat any number you got. Doesn't matter because it's peace. Uh, there's the one power that just makes it a 50 50. Yeah, basically you have to guess if the, there's a coin in one of the hands or not. But does anyone have any closing thoughts on Cosmic Encounter? Yeah, I would like I'll, to, um, or I was going to ask one, one thing there. Zach, how many expansions does this have? I'm going to say six, but I might be wrong. Oh, well, that's a lot. So, so for us to get to your collection size, we or do you know relatively how much an expansion is? Well, there are a lot of different sizes of them. So the, the last one was a big box, which is like 60 bucks. The other ones are like 20 or 30. Okay, okay. You also have the fact that the game's been out since the 70s, so there's a lot of powers. Yeah, because I was just wondering, like, if one of us were wanting to try and get to your collection size of uh, Cosmic Encounters, like, you know, how much would we have to go through? And also, do you think all these expansions are still in print? A decent number of them still in print. Uh, The other 
the other issue with it is the fact that some of the powers aren't not as good. That's like an honest statement. Like I have a very curated list. I've actually thrown away some powers I never want to see again. Really? Oh, like that's straight up from the trash can. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up the trash can. They're just not. There's a whole bunch that aren't fun, and if you have over a like, my box still has like 170 of them. So oh. the difference between 170 and 200 when you get into like exponent ex- exponents of playing the game that many time, still not going to change your like variety. The base box comes with 75. Oh wow. Okay, so that's not bad for just the base box. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, six. Yes, six expansions. Not, not not counting a promo. And like when I say bad powers, like there's the machine. You can just take eight turns in a row. That's not oh fun. That's not a fun power. Wait, eight turns in a row? Yeah. No, there no. That's why wow. I throw it away. Yeah, you, your your power with the with the machine is you just always go again. Wow. Update times. Yeah, you know, you go to you run out of cards. It's not a fun well, power. Yeah. It's not a fun power. I threw it away. Well, Ian, let's hope you didn't throw the sheriff away. No. I oh, I'm so glad. The, the, the sheriff is, is no, the, the quickly sheriff become is my favorite. The, oh, okay. the, the sheriff is so good. Like, I threw away <laughs> I boring stuff. Like, there's the catalyst where you like wait six turns and then you draw eight flares and then pick a new power. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Or there's there's a turtle where like instead of having a second encounter on your turn, you can just draw reward cards, and then if someone wins without you, you can take like two turns to win by yourself. It's like it's not fun, guys. And I know oh, fun so, is I know fun's relative, but I took out stuff like this is not the interaction I want in the group I play with. So so you're saying like some of them are just like straight OP, like they're just no good. Well, it's not even OP. Like okay, so you pass the whole bunch, and then someone's gonna win, and you're gonna try to win by yourself. It's like. You're not really doing anything. Yeah, at that point, you're not playing a game, right? I mean, am I understanding that correctly? <laughs> I mean, you are. It's just like your power doesn't do much. It's just, oh, someone else is going to win. I'm going to try to stop them right now. I'm like, okay. And? Like, you could play the ninja, the sneak. And like as a defense, you can basically sneak on the other player's planet after, after you lose. Wait. I have a power that just snuck into my brain. Okay. I think, is it called the cheat? Like, you're actively able to cheat at the game until somebody catches you? So, sir, that is the... That is not even a power. That's the flare. Oh. So it has no no alien attached to it? It does. So the, the, the alien is the filch. You're allowed to steal cards from the graveyard. Mm-hmm. But... The flare as the wild allows you to literally just cheat. Like you can freely just grab cards from the deck or discard pile. And if someone catches you, you're supposed to reveal the flare and then move everything closer to you so they can watch you watch you cheat. And then each time you get called out, like you have to dis- you have to lose ships. <laughs> have uh, have you used the cheat power to great effect? Like oh, the first yeah. thing that comes to my yeah. mind is draw one extra card or something. You know. I've taken like half the discard pile before. What? Yeah. How'd the table let you get away with that? Oh, they, they got into like some big argument. I'm like, yoink. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So they weren't even paying attention. So you're just like, swipe them, boom, done. 
Fortigo right here, right back in my hand. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, dude, Pat, we got to remember that, dude. Next time we play, we're gonna have to remember that. Ian, well, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to pull out our sheriffs and uh, and lock lock Zach down. Okay, so here, no, here's the deal. Uh, you be the sheriff, and I'll be human. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> or no, you be the sheriff, and I'll be the bride, and I'll immediately marry you. Boom. Zach, you're going down, dude. This happens. <laughs> Downtown. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I have to randomly get the flare. It's not even a power. Yeah. See, you see he's trying to backpedal now. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's, we, that's, we, we that's can still fire with something. Yeah. <laughs> now, Wait, if, I happen to, if I happen to be playing the aristocrat where you get to pick your whole hand and someone else is playing the filch, I can get it then. But once again, the stars have to align. Ian, I but just I, thought. By the way, the, the, aristocrat, the aristocrat's power is they—they they just gonna set their starting hand. Oh wow, that's messed up. He's rich. <laughs> oh, he's rich. So yeah, Ian, right. I'll be um, dog the bounty hunter, and you'd be my jacked wife. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's the one right there. <laughs> hey, Pat, I work out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was a good episode. Cosmic Encounter is a good game. I, I enjoy this one. We've played this one a few times. What about the pygmies? You get twice the planets, but only four ships total can ever be on them. I think you were the pygmies once when I played. When when I think it was like maybe a four-player game. I think, weren't you the pygmies once, Zach? I've been before, and yeah, you can only have like four ships on a planet, and, and each of my colonies for my opponent's count is half. So you need two colonies to get one. So. Do you grab an extra color's worth of planets when you're the you, pygmies? You do. Wow. That's weird. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up here, but thanks everyone for joining us for Cosmic Encounter. <laughs>